0: Hey everyone, this is Paige Allen. I'm one of the hosts of Bloom Talks. And today you are listening to a very special episode because it's Bloom Talks Live. That's right. We recorded three live podcasts just a couple weeks ago at Church on the Rock. And so these episodes may sound a little different, but they are still going to be just as powerful. You're gonna hear the audience in the background hooping and hollering, and we're probably even going to make a few side jokes But what I loved about these episodes is that these are three women who appeared on previous podcasts and where their stories paused at the last podcast, basically we're finding out what's happened next. And all three of these, it's miraculous things. So let's jump right in. I believe you are going to be encouraged as you hear these stories. Come on up. Come on up to the podcast. Cynthia's bringing you up. So some of you know Gayla. She was on our podcast a long time ago, I feel like, fairly fairly early on. And she, if you didn't listen to that one, you need to go back and listen because she shared with us her story about how she moved to the United States when she was 16? 16. 16 that's right, by herself. And
1: um, And she just... You know, so I have to take a selfie. Okay, because I have to send a proof that I'm here. Okay, uh, right now my family they're praying. So, oh, let me just. Oh, you don't them want to the send it? Oh, we thought. We're <laughs> <laughs> no, y'all, <laughs> no, y'all can say y- Yes, yes, I want you to, too. There you go. That was embarrassing. <laughs> Ladies, please wave. Say hi.
0: Jeez! Don't you hate it when that happens? Yeah, so so awkward when you're like, oh you want me to picture?" Okay, never mind. You want me to take the picture? Okay, that that happens, right? We were at lunch this week, and I went in for a I went in for a hug to a friend, and she wasn't even saying hi to me. She was saying hi to somebody behind me, and I just went in for a full on hug. Oh, it's awkward. She didn't even squeeze back that much. Oh man. Oh, so your family's praying for us right now?
1: Well, not for y'all. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Continues. No, they're praying for Mexico right now. For Mexico, (laughs) okay, okay. Okay. That's good. That's good too. Okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Y'all there's no like way to dive into this story other than Gayla had something <laughs> crazy happen since we've heard from her last and we just want y'all to hear her story. Like crazy story. It's yeah. crazy. And so yes. we may ask questions but like, Gayla yeah. tell us. Tell story. us.
1: Okay. <laughs> well, um, in February the 12th I received a phone call from one of my sisters and I could tell in the call like she was just like crying but also at the same time she just didn't want to kind of like make it seem that she was crying and she's like I can't tell you too much right now uh 'Cause my mom and dad they're here with me, but uh they kidnapped our brother. And when she said those words, I mean my blood went through my feet. And I just enter into a shock. And she's like, call uh, which is my sister-in-law. She can tell you more. And then we hang up. So I call my sister-in-law, and of course she's just bawling. She's just a mess. And she, it took a while for her to get a word out. And um, finally she said, they kidnapped Antonio. Antonio is my brother, my youngest brother. And then... And I said, who did it? What ha- I mean, how did it happen? And um, so apparently uh, my nephew, he was with him and he was about to close the shop. He works like on the tow trucks, you know, when there's accidents, he goes and pick up the cars and stuff like that. So he was about, about to close the business where he works and um, a truck... And uh, two motorcycles come I, when he was about to close. And all, there's, there were like 15 guy, guys gunpoint and just start beating my brother and try to shove him in the truck. And my nephew is like from here to the drums, like he's seen everything. So they take my brother, and when they talk, they take off, my nephew goes to the house and tells his mom, and he said, he's just screaming and, and he's saying, "They took my dad, they took my dad and they had guns and they start beating him and so I'm just like, try to process... That and to me, at that moment, when I hear those news, oh man, it's just those are horrible news. And I just start crying with my sister in law, and you know, we just I'm just like, you know, let's just believe in God. He's going to be okay, And then she's like, "You don't understand, like this is the cartel, like these people. And at this point, y'all, I'm not going to lie. like I've never in my life f- felt hopeless, but that day. because at this point in my mind, it's like, okay, do they took him because they want him to work for them? They took him, because, and, and, you know, when, you know that those people, they don't have a heart. They just take lives like nothing. And so, it's just like a lot of thoughts that start coming in my mind, you know, like, is he still alive? Is he okay? Is, are they hurting him? And when you start thinking those thoughts, you can go crazy. You can go crazy. So I stay in the phone with my sister-in-law, and I start calling my other sisters because I'm the youngest of the girls, but they always let me be the adult. (laughs) So I had to break the news to everyone and just tell them what happened. So I called all my brothers, my other brother and my sisters, and I, I told them what happened. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to do what I know to do and just pray, just pray. And, uh, and I said, I'm just going to be praying whoever wants to join me. And this is not like we're going to pray 30 minutes an hour. I don't know how long I'm going to be praying. So if you, you if you want to join me and then all of them they said yes. So we just start praying for for my brother. And I just start asking God. I said, "God, how do you want me to pray for him? Like is is he alive? Is 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 he hurting?" I mean, it's just like a lot of things goes to your mind and I had to bring those thoughts captive because My goodness. So we just start praying and praying and praying. And that was at 7 o'clock when I received that call. 1 o'clock, and I'm still on the phone with all of them. And then my brother calls my sister-in-law. And, of course, we're like, you know, like, is he okay? What is he saying? And, And then... All we hear is just like, I love you guys. I'm not coming home. Oh. And everybody starts screaming, we love you. We love you. We're praying for you. You're going to be okay. I love you. <clears throat> and then he hang up. That was at 1 o'clock in the morning. And then we just continue to pray and pray and pray. At 3 in the morning, he calls again, and he said, they let me go. (laughs) They let me go, and he said, no one comes where I am. Uh, He told my sister-in-law, send a friend, a so-and-so, and and just tell him to come and to bring goss and things, you know, to, because they torture him. But he was alive. Um, and then the next day, and we're, I mean, we prayed all night long. And the next day I called him in the morning and I said, how are you doing? Are you okay? And he's like, I can talk. And I'm, I'm like, what do, you, what do you mean they let you go? He said, yes, but they're watching me. So, y'all, when when he told me that, and I said, "What? What did they? Why you?" And he said, "I don't know. I don't know. They think that I have money. They think that I own this this place, and he only works there." Um. So he basically told me that they gave him three days to give certain amount of money, or they were going to kill him. And they start naming his kids, his wife, and they start saying, we know where you're at. And at this point, he calls my sister-in-law and said, take the kids and leave. I don't care where you go, just leave. And then she's like, well, I'm going to call a cabin. He's like, don't call those people. Those people are with him. And anyways, so my sister-in-law ended up leaving town. And um, when he told me that, I just kneeled on my knees. And for those three days, I didn't get up. And I said, God, I mean, how do you fight this monster? I mean, how do you fight these people? I mean, there's no way. There's no way. And that's when I start feeling hopeless. But then I remember, you know, that this is our weapon. This is our weapon. And there's some promises in the Bible for us, for you, for your family, for your loved ones. And then I start doing what I know to do. And then I called my my, uh, my sisters and, and my other brother. And I said, I'm going to be praying again. And then if you want to continue with me, more than welcome and join me. And they did. And I start praying Psalms 91 over my brother. And you know, like the importance of, of, of the Bible is it that, that you can make it personal, and you can insert the name of whoever, you, your family, your kids, you know, and I'm just going to read this uh, small portion, and this is what I start doing, and I start saying, Antonio, because that's my brother's name, I said, Antonio, when you sit in and thrown under the shadow of the Shaddai. You are hidden in the strength of God most high. Antonio, he is the hope that holds you. And the stronghold to shelter you. The only God for you. And you great confidence. Antonio, he will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy. And I just start praying all the verse over my brother's life. <clears throat> and then my my at this point so my none of my bro, my sisters and my other brother they know the Lord and they just listened to me. They're like I just don't know how to pray. And I said, "You know, just like whatever it's in your heart, just say it. You don't have I mean just say whatever you feel like, you know, whatever is in your heart. And my sisters just start doing it. And then my older brother, he's like, <clears throat> no, y'all just, y'all pray. I'll listen to y'all just because I don't know how to pray. And then I said, well, you just, just say something, you know. And then we pray, we pray, and we pray. And we didn't got up. From our niece for those three days, y'all. Monday comes, and then my stomach is un- not, you know. And then um, I call my brother, and and he's like, "They haven't looked for me." Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, a week passed by, and they just don't look for him. Um. Two weeks, three weeks, and then one day he was walking across from the street from his job, and he saw the guy. And my brother immediately, he said, I have, I have this much money. I don't have everything that you ask, but I have this. I can give you this. And this guy said, just forget about it. Just forget about it. And then, I mean, just like that. And only God can do that. Only God can do that. Because I can tell you story after story that I have heard that it doesn't end up like that. But then God heard our cry. And I know he did. His presence was so evident and, you know, like on the Bible, with, with, when um, he was with Mary, when Lazarus died, that he wept. I felt that. I felt that he, he just heard our cry. And he heard our prayers. And then one of the prayers on those weeks, so we start praying February the 12th. And until this day, my family and I, we get together, Monday through Thursday, and we still pray. And now we're praying for our town. And my, my oldest brother, um, I think, uh, can y'all put the picture of my family? So we get in a call. <laughs> So, my, my my brother, the one that, kid, that they kidnapped is the one that is wearing the hat. And for three months, we didn't saw that smile. And then that I shoot that one because, like, there it is. <laughs> he smiled again. And then the one with the glasses is my older brother. And he's the one, y'all, like, I'm just so amazed by what the Lord has done through this testimony and story. My oldest brother with the one with the glasses, um, he was like, no, I don't know how to pray. Y'all just pray. And and now if you hear his prayers, y'all, like guess one of the most beautiful prayers I ever heard in my life. He's the one that is praying, Lord, I pray for those people that they are in their cartel, that you turn their hearts of stone and give them one of flesh, Lord, so they can feel. And I mean, it's just, and even he prays for their salvation. <laughs> so it's just amazing to see what the Lord has done in my family. By the second week. I told them, you know, I said, "Have you ever gave your heart to Jesus?" And they're like, "No." And I said, "Well, this is your opportunity to give your life." And then my older brother, he said he said, "God, if you protect my brother, and if you just please don't let them hurt him, I will give you my life." And he did, y'all. He did. Um, it's been almost seven months that we're still praying, and sometimes I'm like, Did y'all want to stop? You know, like, <laughs> and they're like, Are you out of your mind? Have you seen what God has done for our brother? That's a total miracle. And there's, so we started with just the three sisters and one brother. And now my sisters-in-laws are in the call, my mom and my dad, my nieces and nephews. (laughs) So it's just the group keeps growing and growing. (laughs) So I just, I just love what the Lord is doing. You know, of course we didn't like the event and, but what the enemy meant for evil, the Lord turned it for good and for his glory. And then also, on that on that moment when I felt hopeless, the Lord gave me uh, this Bible verse in Psalms 27, 13, 14. This is the... Uh, Passion Translation and, and he said, yet I totally trust you to rescue me one more time so that I can see once again how good you are while I'm still alive. Here's what I've learned through it all. Don't give up. Don't be impatient. Be entwined as one with the Lord. Be brave and courageous and never lose hope. Yes, keep on waiting for he will never disappoint you. So I just want to, I don't know who wants to, who needs to hear these words. He's not going to disappoint you. He's not going to disappoint you. Continue to pray, continue to battle for whatever situation is for a, a loved one, for your kids, for your brothers, for your husband. He hears you. He hears you. So I just encourage you to grab this book. It's full, full of promises. full of promises, we have the power that through this situation I've learned that I can take my authority that God has gave me and I can speak life in my family. So I want to encourage you to pick this book up and start confessing and receiving what he says about you and your loved ones.
0: Oh, that's good, Gayla. Okay, here's how, here's how we're going to end tonight. Hasn't this been good? Oh, so good. Dusty is going to come out, and we're going we're gonna to end with one song. And I'm going to have Gayla just really pray over us. But then I don't want us to rush out of here. here here's what I want us to do. I just want us, want us just to listen to the Lord. I think some of us need to pray for one another. Some of us, we're going to have people kind of around the front and the sides, prayer people. Because it's been a season where the enemy has tried to get people to lose hope. It has been a season where the enemy has tried to get people to believe the lies of the enemy. That whatever mountain they are facing, it is too hard of a mountain. Can I tell you, tonight, we heard three stories about mountains and none of it was too hard for God. Isn't that right? None of it is too hard for God. And so tonight, I don't want you to leave without just an infusion of not our words, but the word of God to your spirit that his word is final, amen? So I just want us to do this. I'm gonna just invite everyone to stand up on your feet. And Gayla, I'm just gonna ask you just to pray over us. I think there are some people And one of the mountains in your life specifically is some you've been praying for a family member. There have been family members in your life that you've almost thought, Lord, I don't know. Are you ever gonna come and bring them back to your heart? And and do not lose hope. So, Gayla, you just you just pray for us and then we're gonna just close with a brief time of worship.
1: Father God. Thank you for your faithfulness, Lord. I thank you, Father, for walking with us, Lord, side by side, Lord. I just thank you, Lord, for your mercy and your miracles, Father God. And I just pray, Father, for my sisters tonight, Lord, whoever needs hope, Father, whoever have lost their hope, Lord, that you renew their hope, Father. You're the only one can do it, Lord. I just pray, Father, if there's any situation with one of the loved ones, a husband, a son, a daughter, you, Lord, and only you can restore. I just pray, Father, that you just teach us how to just put that seed, Plant that seed. And we remove ourselves, Lord, and we let you take care of the rest, Father God. You can water it and you can grow it, Lord. So I just pray, Father. Life, I speak truth. And I pray, Father, that tonight they will start walking and the authority that you have gave them, Lord, in proclaiming your promises in their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks
0: so much for listening today to Bloom Talks. I pray that today's episode ministered to you. And if it did, I'd love for you to follow up and help us get the word out more about Bloom Talks. You can do that by liking, subscribing, or sharing today's episode with a friend or maybe to everyone in your social media feed. Until next time, hope you have an amazing week and then we'll see you back here on Bloom Talks.